Hey, Sun Design family. I thought this week we'd head back to a town meeting from 2019 and hear Bob talk to us a little bit about crucial conversations. I bet that you guys have all run into some kind of crucial conversation or some situation in the office, at home, on the job site, where someone has said something to you that made you go, what do I do? Right. What do I do from here? You know, am I silent or do I jump in and have a big argument and fight? What defines a crucial conversation, do you think? Probably things that are important to someone, right? So if it's important to a client and they're emotional around it, for example, it's going to, you know, the stakes are high for them and that would make it a big deal. So if the stakes are high and people are getting emotional, chances are it's going to turn into a crucial conversation. And so we're all been there. And so part of the reason why we're even talking about this is because you guys are ending up in situations where you have crucial conversations with clients during production, during design, during sales, with each other. So we're all running into these situations. The point is, how do we deal with them? I mean, that's what's that's the, the thing. It's a little graph that came along with this book and whatnot. And, you know, the idea is you're trying to have, you're trying to get into dialogue, right? And if you get into dialogue, you, you get to this awesome goal where there's a sort of a, a shared meaning, a shared um, purpose that you would have with someone. And that's, that's the ultimate aim of what you're trying to get to. If you're going to be in a situation where there's a emotional conversation and somebody kind of at you, and you're going to have an internal reaction to that, right? Totally normal. No worries. The question is, what do you do with that right then? It's really a good idea to, you know, if you're going to be silent, maybe that is the right thing to do for at least a period of time to get yourself together. But you could also go violent. We've all been there, right? And sometimes when we're silent for too long and someone's upsetting us for a period of time, then we go violent. Then we go I'm done with that. Or you've been passive aggressive the whole time through it. And like, no one understands where each other's coming from. Because in any of those cases, there's just no dialogue. There's no talking. Here's the thing. It's a pretty simple process. If you just were to stop when you get into those situations and say, hold on, it's, you know, this is a crucial conversation or this is a situation where, hey, people are getting emotional. The stakes are high, whatever it is. And just sort of back off and say, but is it possible to let them know what your intentions are? Maybe let them know where your heart's coming from. I don't know whether you guys knew this or not. Um, I found it to be kind of interesting. But when um, there's like hostage negotiations and things like that, um, there could be somebody in this house with hostages, like really scary situations, kids, whatever, right? And involved in all this. And the person who has to do the negotiation typically will go and, you know, be outside somewhere before they start this negotiation, acquire as much information about the situation and the person who's the one holding everybody at gunpoint and find out all of the things about that person and what might have led up to the situation so that they can get empathy, so that they can actually figure out what that person was going through that got them to this point, so that they can actually sincerely care about where that person's coming from. Because ever, if you have a conversation with somebody and you don't really sincerely care, they're gonna know. So you gotta bring that across, right? And if they do that in situations like that, Maybe we could try to check in with ourselves and find out really where we are before we react. 
and people will know and sense that from us. If we're sincere, they're going to feel really good about having that conversation. They're going to feel a trusting environment. So that's an important place to be, right? So you're planting basically your feet on the ground. You're taking a few breaths. You're thinking in your heart, what do I really want out of this situation? What do I really want out of this conversation? Is it to improve the relationship? Is how I'm about to approach this conversation going to improve the relationship that I have with this person? And is it going to get us closer to where we're trying to get to collectively? Or if it's not, we got to take a step back and think longer and harder about it and move away from either the silence or the violence and find a way to get into that dialogue. How damaging is it to stay silent? It's really very damaging. And a lot of us think this person has upset me and, you know, or it bothered me. And, and maybe it's just that you haven't been able to get your own emotions in check first, but we don't say anything at all ever, right? We just let it go, whatever. And it does, it builds up sort of an anxiety in ourselves, even a passive aggressive kind of feel about it. And they're sensing it and they know something's up, but they don't know why. And they're kind of like trying to let it roll off their back because they don't have any facts, but they're feeling uncomfortable. They absolutely are. Like I said before, you know, the, the idea of silence at some point for most people, you know, you get to a place where you're just done. And when I allow that kind of thing to happen in my own life, that's where I get to. I'm like, I'm done. No more. Bam. Person's like, holy crap, where are you coming from? You know, why are you being so violent in this conversation? The idea is none of that is a really good way to go. We try to get to the right place internally, and then we make sure that we're setting up a situation for people where they feel the love, where they feel comfortable, where they feel your intentions. And you communicate, look, I want this to be a positive conversation. I want to get somewhere. I love you. It's good. We're good. I just need to get through this way that our relationship has been working, a work thing, a home thing, or whatever it is. But you have got to be able to put it out there and make that person know that you care. You care about the outcome of this conversation. You care about the experience that they're going to have so that you can work through it. So if it's a client, I mean, it's okay to tell them, listen, Mrs. Smith, you've been through a lot here. I didn't even realize. And I want you to know, I, I really care about the outcome of this conversation. I really care about how you're feeling right now. And I'm sorry that you've been through this. It's not suggesting for a second that that's your fault, but you are showing that empathy. You are communicating it. You're making a safe place so that people can actually have dialogue. And with dialogue and with that communication and a willingness to have that communication, you know, we're going to be so much further along in life, much less sun design. This is about us being able to communicate when it's not easy. And yeah, there are times when you get to work or whatever, or you wake up in the morning and somebody does something and, you know, you just do not have the energy to go through that conversation. But if you don't turn it around and make a commitment to yourself to check in with that person, your relationship is not going to improve. It's going to go the opposite direction. So when there are things on your mind, it's totally appropriate to communicate. In fact, it is charitable. There's this thing called fraternal correction. It's charitable to give fraternal corrections. When you give a fraternal correction, you're doing it in a loving way. But if you let your friend, your spouse, or whoever at work that you work with continue to move forward in a way that annoys the living crap out of you and everybody around you, well, that's not good for them. It's important for them. If you care about those people, you do put yourself out there. And that's the dialogue, okay? You do. You don't let things go. You do talk. And if you don't, what ends up happening? Passive aggressive activity. There's conversations and comments and whatnot with energy and force at different times when it's not appropriate. And people are like, whoa, okay, he's upset or she's upset. I don't know why. Clearly they're upset at me or maybe they're not. But who the hell knows? Because nobody's ever talked about it.
So you need to be able to get out there and have that safe environment. And you are responsible for creating that safe environment. There's this thing called 200% accountability. You are 100% accountable for your own behavior and you're 100% accountable for making sure that other people are aware of their own behavior. 200% accountability. You got your silence. You want to create your environment of safety. You want to get to a, a pool of shared meaning to have that dialogue. You want to stay away from the violence. There's a a certain information that's coming from you. There's a certain information that's coming from them. It's communication, you know, and when it gets emotional and the stakes are high, it's a hard conversation. And sometimes we don't want to be putting ourselves out there, but you can, you can do it and you have to do it. It's the only way out. It's through that struggle to get to a better place. And if you're not able to do that, if you're not able to set up the environment to where you can have those dialogues and communication, it's on you. It's not on the person who offended you because they need your help. Nobody in this room is perfect. We're all human. It's so important. This is a great way to eliminate water cooler conversations, backbiting, because we're, we're dealing with it in an environment of trust. There's more to it, and we'll get into that training over time. But I think that's uh, it's really good. It's really important stuff. Just let me say, it takes charity to let other people be charitable. So if you're the receiver of a conversation that is, you know, there's a necessary dialogue, you got to be charitable and let that other person set up that fraternal correction. You need to allow for that to happen. Because if you can keep cool and calm in that environment, you're going to learn something and you're going to grow.